this is Patrick Daly and welcome to Interlinks. Interlinks is a program about connections, international business, supply chains and globalization and the effects these have on our life, our work and our travel in today's world. Today on the show we will be talking to Inigo Camara, manager uh, of, for the region encompassing Spain, Portugal and Latin America for the Irish materials handling equipment manufacturer Combilift. Uh, Combilift is based in Monaghan here in Ireland and is one of the most innovative materials handling equipment companies in the world and now is over 60,000 units operational in some 90 countries. So delighted to have Inigo here with us uh, today to talk about the world of logistics and supply chain uh, from the point of view of the Spanish-speaking world. So um, uh, very welcome uh, uh, Inigo, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you very much for this opportunity Patrick. Thank very you. welcome. You're very welcome. So could you tell me, um, Inigo, a little bit about uh, your your career to date and how you came to be working for an Irish company? I understand you, you're originally from northern Spain, but you maybe you'll tell us a little bit about that. But how did you come to be working for an Irish company and representing that company in Spain, Portugal and Latin America? Yeah, well, it is funny because it was the company who was working for me initially. Now it's me who's working for the company. I used to be a customer, a Combilift customer, and, and, and this is the reason. So I met Combilift when I needed for a family business, which was uh, uh, timber and uh, building materials warehouses in the north of Spain. So I, I, I met Combilift on the next division, that was early 2001, when I was designing new new warehouses. So, so I started uh, convincing my partners about the need of a company for this business and the success was incredible. Now, after that, uh, because uh, that's where I already met this, this company family, uh, they told me one day that they were asking for, they were looking for some help for the Spanish, uh, to cover the Spanish uh, speaking markets. And, and I thought it was a great opportunity because of the mentality of Combilift. So, so yeah, it is funny. I, I started uh, working for Combilift where Combilift was working for me. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> delighted, I have to say, at this point. I have to say, I have to say, Inigo, there's a distinct Irish uh, accent there in your English. Where did that come from? Uh, yeah, well, that's that's a bit of my, my mother's uh, fault, I should say. Yeah, she's <laughs> Irish. So half of my family is Irish. Actually, they're from Dublin. So so that's that's where it would come from. Yeah, I, yeah. Right. The Spanish right. mother, Spanish, sorry, excuse me, uh, Irish mother, Spanish father. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. So um, what are the what are the products and services that uh, Combilift provides in, in the markets in, in, in Spain and Portugal and Latin America? Because um, I know it's a very innovative company. So, you know, what are the kind of standout products? Oh, it's a nice question because it's more the philosophy than the products on their own. And mm. what I mean by that is that uh, when you ask me about the products, I'll say uh, there are no limits. I mean, I, I, I can visit any type of customer and I will not go with a brochure to know what I'm going to sell to this customer. We always go with an open mind to see what the customer does. And that is what has brought us up to date, where we have so many different models for so many different applications. And, and this comes from this mentality. So it, it's not that much of about this model or this other model. It's about the mentality of going to a customer, listen to the customer, 
and leave that customer without a solution. Sometimes they get angry and they said, I thought you were coming to show me something. And I said, no, no, I, I came to understand what you're doing. But what are you going to show? I don't know. You give me a couple of days and we'll think about it and we'll come back to you. So customers are used to a salesman appear, show him a brochure, show him a model and give him a price. And the mentality of Comblift is totally different. I mean, we, we do want to give each customer the time that each customer requires, you know, and, and this is the big difference. It's not that much about models that not other Frockley brand has the big brand that, that, that we will have, that all the models that we have, but it is their philosophy, I think. Open mind. Very good. Very interesting. You mentioned um, uh, Latin America as part of your your um, your remit, if you like. So, which which Latin American uh, countries are we are we talking about specifically, and what do you see as the main differences between, say, the market in Spain, Portugal on the one side, and Latin America on the other? Yes. Well, we're speaking about Latin America. I cover all Latin America except Brazil. We have a, a, our own team only for Brazil because in Brazil they speak uh, their own language. Well, Brazilian Portuguese. We have Rafael Kessler over there managing that country. Myself is more involved in all the rest of the countries from Mexico to Chile or south of Argentina, if you like, except Brazil. So we have right now, up to date, I'd say machines in every single country in Latin America, every country. And I'd say we've already close to 2,000 machines in Latin America. Differences uh, between Latin America and Europe would be the time decision, you know, the, the, the time they need to, to make a decision and, and place an order. But uh, regarding the rest, uh, the world is coming, has come in the last years more a bit of the same. And what I mean by that is that the problem that I found in Spain with a concrete company 10 years ago or five years ago, it's exactly the same problem because it's the same product that they are doing right now, let's say like in Peru or in Colombia. So in that way, you do see that the global part of the, of, of the world, you know, how, how, how it is right now, much more the same as it was. 20 years ago, I would go to any of these countries and I would see a big, difference mm. right now you land in any country and it's much more like the same it's beginning to converge in a kind of a universal business culture that kind of thing correct okay. yes correct so we, we've all heard a lot lately about you know the ongoing international supply chain crisis how is this manifesting itself in the markets that you operate in and how is it actually changing the strategies of the, the businesses you work with in terms of their warehousing materials handling operations? Well, it has effect on the way that lead times have increased uh, a lot. I mean, we were speaking, I've been working with company for 20 years, 12 to 14 weeks lead time. Right now we are in 47, 48 weeks lead time, depending on the models. And I have to say, uh, we would be one of the best lead times uh, in, in the forklift business because our machines are, they try to be more simple, you know? So we try to run away from the latest uh, developments. So we want to sell uh, 
how would one say simple and robust machines mm-hmm. and, and 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 this is something that has helped us a bit but uh, there's no doubt that, that there has been a big change in the last two years and funny that you would think that this has affected the orders and it's just the opposite it's not only the lead time it's also the pricing has come up a lot and at the same time the sales have come higher than ever hard to explain but mm. this is where we are right now mm. i don't know perhaps i'm i'm seeing um that uh, most everything that has happened uh over the last number of years some of those um you know issues with 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 covid and with here this part of the world with with, with brexit and with the war in ukraine now and the trade wars and so on that it seems to be driving more uh, demand to hold more inventory closer to the point of use. And that seems to be driving extra uh, warehouse infrastructure. And if you have extra warehouse infrastructure, you need materials handling equipment. So maybe maybe that's what's happening. But there's another word, sustainability. And this fights against, because people need more warehouses, more space. And, and you know, at the end of the day, it goes one with the other. So that is true. That, that, is, that is a fact that uh, helps us, that we are helping our customers to improve and save space and save uh, times of loading and unloading. And so, so, yes, maybe that is one of the reasons why we have growth and we are growing so much lately because customers are thinking twice, you know. In the past, the customer needed a forklift you know, just get another one because they weren't struggling with this situation. Mm-hmm. But right now that they are, they, they, I'd say that they are thinking twice what we're going to buy. And this means an opportunity for us that we give space to our customers. Okay. So how are all these changes affecting your own thinking about your own strategy for your own business? Uh, Right now, I'm in Mexico today, and I had to fly into Mexico because we need to increase our staff considerably. I mean, we need to double our staff here. So this is how it has affected us. As I say, we have grown a lot in the last years. Since we opened, we never stopped growing. That is a fact. But in the last two years, it's it's been serious. And, and it is affecting us that we need more people i mean i am one year doing office i used to be all time traveling because of the covid i haven't been traveling that much but i've been kidnapped in front of my computer more than ever (laughs) because it has growth a lot so how is that affecting us we need to we're just growing so we need to be at the level of what the market requires of us okay i've i've been seeing as well uh i guess partly driven by by covid and problems with um finding you know people to work in in warehouses and some changes that were already there in terms of you know people having maybe other opportunities or or the demographics changing and whatnot so there's a difficulty in getting people uh, in warehousing transport and so on um, so we're seeing more interest. I'm seeing with my clients a lot more interest in automation in warehousing and um, materials handling. So do you think we're looking at a kind of a rapid transformation towards automation in this space or perhaps a more gradual change or maybe no change? What do you think? I think that the, the change is there. 
and the change is there for the last couple of years. Yes, definitely. Uh, but uh, it's not a change on every level. That's another thing, you know, I, I believe at this stage, sorry, it's a change for big companies, not for medium or small companies yet. And it is a change more in uh, Europe than it is in Latin America. There is automation in Latin America, but I've also seen some issues because of automation in Latin America. And this is why it goes slowly, because the market has been has to be ready for it. You know, and, and, and this is something that maybe uh, we need to improve a bit here in Latin America. But there, there is a fact, automation is here. Automation uh, has come to stay. That is a fact. And, uh, uh, but it is for certain. 93.9, Dublin South FM. I guess as well, and you probably see this a lot, sometimes, particularly in markets like that that aren't ready, there are lots of other maybe innovative solutions before you get to uh, automation. So if you've got kind of one or two good examples, we mentioned earlier how innovative CombiLift is. Do you have one or two good examples of the type of solutions that you guys have come up with for people around the place? Well, we do have AGVs. You know, like we have developed uh, some AGVs uh, for customers. We are not that much into automation because there are specialized uh, companies mm. uh, to give a full pack on it. But our machines are, are, are that simple. And as I said, that robust that uh, some of them are, uh, are, I'd say, the right machines for, for doing this. So yeah. we have developed uh, some units for, for doing AGVs. Yeah. Mm. And outside of automation, uh, you mentioned to me in another conversation some interesting uh, applications, um, creative applications for, um, I, I don't know whether for, for containers or for moving um, turbine blades and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, not automated, but we do have solutions, specialized solutions for every single market, I'd say. So we do have special machines for, like, for... Uh, Windmills, you know, that is that is something really special to work with. And we have specialized uh, machinery for, for loading and moving uh, this type of product. But we also have for concrete, we also have for the oil business, we have uh, specialized machines. We have even for, even for uh, logistics, intra-logistics, we do have special machines that go up, up to... 15 meter height and they work on two meter aisle and even they work outdoor or indoor. So, so that is what makes a difference of company. Yeah. We don't do what there is in the market. We, we, we don't think we are needed for that, you know? So we, we always need to find a, a step forward on our products that uh, make our customers uh, to make more profit on their investments. For us, the target is not to get an order to sell a machine. For us, the target is to help our customers to get the return of investment as soon as possible, and that customer will come back to us. Yeah, yeah. that's a, it's an interesting uh, uh, philosophy, um, and you've done very well with it, and um, good for you guys. Um, and, it's the funny, and, and it's the funny part of it, Patrick. Like, if, if I had to work with a brochure on a price list, after 20 years, I'd be boring, you know? Yeah, yeah, you'd be bored. Uh, uh, but, 
But I go with the mentality of let's listen to this man, what he has. And I start to make questions. And then you go in the car back home and you think, how can I help this man? And then you speak with the engineers. Now, this is something different. And, and this is what makes uh, to being calm believed. Uh, I, I say to some colleagues sometimes, you know, for me, this is like a PlayStation game. I mean, we need to always go farther and go farther and you never get bored. So yeah. it is it is very nice. It's enjoyable. I have, to say. I, have a, I have a question for you now that I ask most guests that come on on the show about um, globalization. You know, I guess you, you, you and I are of, of an age where we've seen a transformation from from the world, say, back in the 80s, where there was, you know, the communist bloc over there and we were over here. And then we lived through all of this economic globalization. Things uh, opened up and international trade grew hugely over the last 30 or 40 years. Um, and then more recently, say, since around 2015, we started to see things like, like Brexit and international trade wars. Then we had COVID and now we have this war in, in Ukraine. So what's, what's your own perspective on, on globalization, uh, its advantages, its disadvantages? And where do you think we're, we're headed with it right now? Uh, I, I wouldn't like to say better or worse. You know, it's just different, and and that's uh, we need to get uh, we need to get on it. I mean, I am from Spain. I was educated in Spain, so even if Spain was fifty years ago, closed on its own. You know, so so uh, at the beginning, at the beginning, a Spanish company could be independent on the way that uh, suppliers were Spanish, so everything was more local, and uh, you could get more solutions in front of the problems. Now, like today, uh, you are more competitive because you buy cheaper, supposed to buy cheaper, but as you say, it is global. So so this has made a little change on the way that uh, we are a bit kidnapped today, as we weren't years ago. So there is a positive note and a negative note on everything on what it was and what it is right now. Uh, in the last years, we were here listening that everything's going to this globalization. But lately, in the last two years, because of the COVID, I started to hear some companies thinking, we should not depend on foreign companies. And, uh, and this is funny, because we thought this was finished. And then suddenly, you hear people speaking about it. So I think, you know what? Everything has its positive and its negative note. and uh, and. Uh, I don't know. We will see in the next years where we get into it. It will all depend on how all the world we get on with each other. Like you were mentioning now, Ukraine. Yes. Well, we have. We are in Europe, and this is why Ukraine is hitting us that much. There are other countries in war for many years, you know, and, and we stop speaking about them. That is another fact. So we need to be realistic on that. So I, I, I don't know. We, we will see, but uh, we just need to, to, to analyze, well, the positive and the negative of everything, not, 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 yeah. not just keep on with what there is. Yeah, sorry. And I guess, I guess we, need, we need to adapt ourselves to the unfolding reality, don't we? Well, that's the word, but with an open mind. You know, it doesn't have to be only this way. It can be also a mixed up. And by that, I mean that some manufacturers... Uh, because of the globalization, they depend on some certain suppliers. We as companies try to have more than one supplier because at the end of the day, we uh, don't want the customer to suffer this. 
And at the end of the day, if you only have one supplier, it's the cheaper, it's the number one. But you know what? It will fail and that will affect the end user, you know, the, the customers. And in that way, we from Combelieve have different suppliers and we try to keep that. So because at the end of the day, uh, our target number one is uh, is to attend the market. Yeah, yeah. And not to be kidnapped to the suppliers or certain markets. That's interesting. Interesting. So uh, as we come into the last few minutes of the uh, uh, the interview, I might just ask you a few questions just about yourself. Um, what what do you get up to in your in your spare time when you're not working? If you have any spare time, what do you what do you like to do? Well, that's a nice point. In the last in the last years, I'd say it's been as you say very very busy. But yes, if I if I have spare time, family is is, is what it is, Patrick. I mean. Uh, me as product manager and all the countries and the markets that I, 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 I need to be responsible of, I'm responsible of, I need to be traveling all the time. So family is what, what takes the free, the spare time that, that, that you would have. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, actually, you mentioned uh, as well that uh, you're, you're, you're originally from, from Spain. You've actually moved your family now to Panama because of the amount of travel and, I guess, the countries that you're looking after. Is that right? Yeah, well, actually, 10 years ago, I moved. <laughs> I mean, I moved 10 years ago for three years. And I thought, hey, I'm going to move for three years. I'm going to settle everything on and then I'll come back and I can manage from Spain. But it has never stopped increasing. And this is the reason why I'm still around <laughs> Panama as a resident, Panamanian resident, because it's 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 in the middle of every of every country in Latin America. So it is very handful, but it, it is the only way that I can be more with the family, you know, like jumping from Europe to Latin America, it it, it, it does affect to mm. to the day by day. But now I'm I'm more settled here. Uh, Kids have uh, holidays from December to March, and that's where I go to Europe, and I and I coordinate to markets in in Europe. But yes, yes. And what kind of a place is Panama to live for a for a European? Well, I guess the to Spanish speaking, so you have a, an advantage there. But are, they do speak a lot of English there, also, don't they? Great. I mean, I, I, Panama for me, it's the best country, no doubt, in, in this area to be in, especially with the work I have, as I say, because I'm four hours away from Mexico, but I'm four hours away from Peru. So I can be more in North, more in South, but it's very centralized. It's very, it's a hub, you know, for, for flying. So it's very comfortable, direct flights everywhere. I live 2.5 minutes away from the airport, Patrick, imagine. Yeah. Every week I get a flight and I'm not stressed with the traffic I'm going to get. So it is, it, and, and, and I have to say, it, it has a nice quality of life. It's a bit expensive, that is a fact, but uh, you, you, you can be in the street with not that uh, sensation of risk that you could have in other countries in Latin America. Sure, yeah, yeah. Or safety, yeah. So how can uh, listeners find out more about uh, CombiLift in, in, in the markets you operate in, 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 in Spain, Portugal, and, uh, and Latin America, or indeed, you know, CombiLift here in Ireland? Sorry, what was the question, Patrick? How can, uh, how can listeners find out more about CombiLift, and where can they find information about CombiLift? Well, lately, lately uh, because of the COVID, we have increased a lot our amount of uh, spaces in in. in social media you know like linkedin twitter all these all these social media 
media. Also, we go to as much uh, exhibitions, as many exhibitions as we can, in, in different applications, but we have our own direct team in every market, and that is important. Other manufacturers will work with uh, only dealers. We work with dealers in all our markets, but we also have our direct staff who will give a very professional uh, response to, to every customer that needs anything. So by the internet, we have, of course, our webpage. We have, as I say, LinkedIn, Twitter, all this, YouTube. But, uh, but also we have personal direct people in every market. Interesting. Interesting. Well, thank you very much, uh, Inigo. It's been a pleasure uh, talking to you today. And uh, I wish you the very best uh, for the future. Thank you very much for this opportunity, Patrick. Very welcome. Thank you. You're very welcome, Inigo. Thanks uh, also to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, any comments or questions, just drop me a line on uh, pdaily, P-D-A-L-Y, at Alba Logistics. That's A-L-B-A Logistics, all one word, dot com. So keep well and stay safe until next time.